what a week it's been. So much to talk about and so many things we can't talk about. I'm Mark. And I'm Harris. And we'd like to welcome you to Behind the Gorilla, a podcast where we delve into the wild, wacky, and crazy side of professional wrestling. How's it going, everyone? And welcome to another episode of Behind the Gorilla. Hey, we're actually here in back-to-back weeks without taking two weeks off in between episodes, so I would say... This is a success just with the fact that we're even here. That's true. Well, so, like, there's some pros and cons to it, right? Um, you get another episode, so I guess that could fall in either category, depending on how you feel. <laughs> uh, we're here, you know, we're fresh, we got a lot of energy. Uh, downside, nothing's happened. Not that we talked about current events a lot last week anyway, but, yeah. you know, so, like, oh, my God, I can't believe CM Punk came back on the Raw reunion. I feel like we're safe dodging that. Uh, okay, one thing I did see on Twitter, this was last week, but I don't know if you saw it too, I, I, I liked it, and someone commented, because apparently CM Punk is going to be at Star StarCast. Yeah, yeah. And so someone said, the greatest move ever would be for at All Out, you hear Cult of Personality play through the arena and then MJF come out <laughs> oh, no. and come to the ring. Oh, what a legend. <laughs> so I know we always mention CM Punk whenever we're not talking about current events. Oh, That's I just would, the go-to. I'm that would be that the best. I'm glad you said that so that when it happens, I won't like punch my television. <laughs> Man, now, now I'm disappointed. brilliant I, and you're right. Now I'm disappointed I mentioned that. Now, if WWE didn't own the rights to that song, it would probably Surely happen. They- um, surely they don't it's not their song they do i'm pretty sure they they bought the rights to it back when but for cm punk to use it he used it as his ufc song i mean it's just there like yeah i guess that's true. unless the clause is that only he can use it but that doesn't make any sense i'm pretty sure it's just it's just the song like you yeah talk to the artist about that or whoever you know actually yeah, that, owns that's, the that's a fair that's a fair point yeah you're probably right you're, i thought you were gonna go with <laughs> I thought you were going to say Colt Cabana. <laughs> nah. It's Colt of personality, you guys. It's oh, a yeah. totally different thing. That would actually be really funny, too. But yeah. no, MJF is the perfect person for that. Boy. Boy, is he. Oh, man. I'm, <laughs> I hate them. For, I, I, I already hate him for doing that. And I don't even know if he's going to do that. It's, it's not even going ha- to not even gonna happen. But, man, that would be amazing. Oh boy! Yeah. All right. Yeah. You know no, what the funny good. thing is, Harris. Even with what? talking about this, it, you'll still forget if that does happen. Mm. And that's the funniest part about this. Even though we're talking about it now, you're still gonna forget about it. So if it does happen, then it'll still get you. Yeah, that's probably true. <laughs> anyway, so <laughs> since we're not we're not talking about any current event stuff, because who cares? So Harris, Harris has the topic. Oh for, man, we're uh, jumping right in. Okay, this okay. One. Yeah, well, yes. unless there's something else you want to talk about, I can't think of anything else. I just didn't expect it to happen that quickly. <laughs> what, what did you expect so, us to talk about? I don't know. It's just you're used to a little bit of banter, you know, a little bit okay. of not so many uh, so, repartee. Uh, so how's just... so how's it going, Harris? How how, how you been? No, um, this is boring. Even I'm bored by this. <laughs> Let's just move on. So, Mark. So. This is it's funny how this Ugh. works out because we talked, you know, on last week's episode about um, how like we've done a disproportional amount of episodes on the year 2011, which we is have. a little weird because there's a lot of good stuff that happened that year. Right. Yeah, there has. Well, well usually, a lot of the stuff we've talked about has been good and, and bad. Some's been bad. Right. Right. And usually like w- when we're planning out what we're going to do, especially if we have to double up like this or a little, you know, look behind the curtain. Me and Mark will text each other, and we don't want to give it away because part of the fun is, you know, like doing this reveal on the air. But we'll say something, you know, really general, like what year did this happen? And I'm glad we didn't do that because this topic that we're recording right now is also in 2011. Yes. Let's just get the whole year out of the way. I think my second – it's like it's it's WWE in 2011 and WCW in the year 2000, weirdly, because <laughs> they're very different years and like That's very true. different positions. But hey, here we are. So 
and my second question, if we had had this conversation, which we didn't have, would have been, okay, well, mine is a WrestleMania match. And you would have been like, well, yeah, mine is too. And I would have said, well, dang, okay, I don't know what else to ask. <laughs> so we've done about half the card at this point, or at least mentioned it. And um, Jeez, I'm trying to figure out what in the heck you're doing this on. Well, spoiler alert, um, I'm not going to come on behind the gorilla and talk about the time that The Undertaker and Triple H had a great match at WrestleMania because you don't need me to tell you about We've already that. talked no, no, about no, no, that no. also because we did that on our Top 10 WrestleMania Moments episode. Oh, man. That was a marathon. That, that was, was a long audio book. Yeah, that was long. Goodness gracious. Fun. So I'm trying to think of which one of two points I want to start with. Okay, so let me start with this. Just, just kind of big picture. The funniest thing to me about Vince McMahon is that he's the most successful wrestling promoter of all time, and he does not want to be. He doesn't want to be in the wrestling business. <laughs> That's you know so true. I mean? Yes, yes. Like yes. I've been, I've been watching the um, the WWE produced documentary on the Monday Night War, which is obviously just like kind of propaganda because history right. is written by the winners and all Pretty that. Pretty good but though. You know that going in and you know. Wait a minute. Is this the, the uh, like the uh, the multiple part network yeah. special or is this like yeah. the documentary that was on a DVD years before the network came out? Because there's two different. No, no, ones. no. It's the multi-part network. Special. Okay. Like over several, several weeks. This yeah. Aired. It's fun. It's entertaining to watch, especially for someone like me who kind of knows a lot about wrestling history at this point. But it's always nice to dig into a little bit more detail and it would have been great to see like when I first started getting into wrestling, but there's a minute in that bit where Vince is talking, you know, and he says, uh, I'm sure you, you've heard this story, but when Ted Turner bought WCW, he called Vince up and he said, right. Vince, we're in the same business. We're in the wrestling business. And Vince said, well, no, this is how he tells it. You know, right. I'm in the entertainment business. And we're like, okay, you know, <laughs> As wrestling fans, I think that rubs pretty much all of us the wrong way. It does, like, because how in the world do you have a guy who's literally embarrassed of his own company and his own product well, so like, much he, to where like, he tries to shift what his own product is into something yeah. else? And it's never, I've never like, seen anything like it before. That's we'll like someone like, oh, we're, we're running the Atlanta Falcons, but don't, you know, we're we're not... We're not just a football company. No, we don't. This isn't a football team. This is a right. professional sporting entertainment franchise. And well, it's like, if he's like, what? Or, you know, if Arthur Blank is like, right, but we're not in the sports business. We're in the restaurant business. And it's like, yeah, I know there's food at the stadium, <laughs> but that's not, it's not the same thing. And I didn't come there for that. Although the cheap hot dogs are nice. Shout True. out Arthur Blank. Yeah, they are great. Like, it's baffling, and especially like when there's so much of a stigma around pro wrestling to begin with, and you as a fan watching it are like, I've already had to like, like I'm not ashamed of watching this. I'm watching it, and it's fun, but when I feel like people are like, oh, he watches wrestling, that's weird, and the wrestling show I watch is like, we're not wrestling because that's weird. Right. It's even weirder. You know what I mean? It's just you got to own it. It's that line from – um. Have you seen Game of Thrones? Are you familiar? No. Okay, well, there's a minute. There's a bit in that show where, you know, one character is is another man's bastard. And that means, like, he's technically this guy's son, but he's, like, a lower social status. Spoilers. And he just – yeah, no, it's not. It's literally, like, episode <laughs> two of the whole show. It's, it's literally the opposite. It's, like, the basic premise of the show. And – He's talking to another character who's like a true-born, noble-born son, but he's a um, he's a little person. You know, they call him the imp, the midget. And there's this weird moment of bonding between these two characters who have nothing in common except for the fact that everyone looks down on them, you know. And uh, Tyrion, the, the little person, the, the imp, they call him, looks at the bastard and says, never forget what you are, bastard. He says, the rest of the world will not. He says, wear it like armor, and it can never be used to hurt you. And it's a great line. He delivers it better than I did. It's a really cool <laughs> moment. And I'm just like, man, somebody needs to show Vince Game of Thrones so he can be a wrestling company again. But right. the reason I, I go through this whole big, long opening, you know, wax poetic. One, it's because the topic I have is kind of short and I'm padding. But two, that kind of leads us into what happens 
this fateful couple of weeks in 2011, this particular WrestleMania match, because Vince McMahon, in his own mind, is not in the wrestling business. He's in the entertainment business. And from the very beginning, that's meant celebrity cross-promotion. And you kind of understand, oh, did y'all hear that? He knows. He already knows where we're going with this. Just let me, let me, let me paint a picture for the listener here. He, from the very beginning, he has always done this. You, you see this a little bit in the Monday Night Wars documentaries too, again, where like WCW was wrestling. It was real, you know, it was Southern style pro wrestling. It was and Vince perfect. McMahon was like, hey, check it out. We got the girl who sang Girls Just Want to Have Fun. She's here on the show. That's cool, right? Like he was bringing in celebrities from the very beginning and ramping up things like, you know, production value and style and sort of larger than life comic book storytelling. And trying to get that crossover appeal by introducing celebrities into the product. And when it works, it's fun. And I'm not going to yeah. bore you with the whole history. But, you know, like half of WrestleMania 1 was just celebrity matches. Lawrence Taylor main evented a WrestleMania, which yep. could be an episode. Like they, they integrated Mike Tyson into the feud between which Stone Cold and DX It's probably the, the best example of WWE using a celebrity ever. Absolutely. Absolutely. Like that's the like I understand in his mind why he is the way he is because when it works, it's awesome. Mm -hmm. It takes everything to the next level, just knocks it out of the park. But for a man who has just doubled down, like this is his business philosophy as a pro wrestling promoter, he promotes the entertainment more than the sports. That's just his thing. And for somebody who is so committed to doing that, to be so out of touch, like with who's famous now to see how far the celebrity <laughs> endorsements have fallen off. I mean, genuinely from, you know, like Cindy Lauper and Mike Tyson and Lawrence Taylor to, you know, like most of the guest host era of Monday night raw, where it was just like, here's this C list actor promoting their crappy movie. You're not going to see they're bad. At hey, this. don't you dare call Hugh Jackman a C list actor. Well, I'm glad you brought that up because occasionally <laughs> it works. Right. And we've talked about this. Like, no, really, Hugh Jackman is probably the best one to ever do it. Probably. And that's a great moment. It's genuinely one of my favorite moments in wrestling because it's that perfect combination of, like, this is insane and I love it. That is really hard to hit, you know, but wrestling can hit it better than anyone else. If you don't know what we're talking about, yeah, go check back that and out. listen to our Zack Ryder episode. Yep. It's awesome. So this is this is the same period of time. This is about. I still cannot believe you picked this. <laughs> I can't believe it. You just you're so mad. I'm just bringing up your worst. I'm just going to say one thing, one thing right here. I literally did not watch a minute of this match and I was at the show. <laughs> okay, great. Great cuz I can tell you all about it. Oh, I know all about it, Harris. I saw oh, it on the screen geez. while I was in line for food, but Well, this is <sighs> There was one redeeming quality of this match. And this we'll is going to be a fun episode. Hang on, we got to get to the build. We got a slow build. This is WrestleMania, Mark. You can't just rush into things. Oh, really? You can't? So there's a lot of if somebody's some telling me that you you don't know who we're talking about. Let me just say there are some wrestlers who, you know, like a lot of celebrities, they have a stage name, right? And sure. you, you might you know, really hardcore fans might know who I'm talking about. So when I say Mark Calloway, you think of The Undertaker. When I say Steve Borden, a real wrestling fan knows that sting. Mark, I have a question for you, buddy. Yeah. Who comes to mind when you hear the words um, Nicole Polizzi? Who are you thinking of? I'm not going to spoil it, so I don't know, Harris. Who? It's Snooky, y'all! It's Snooky. It's Snooky Mania Run Wild. We're talking about the time Snooky from Jersey Shore had a WrestleMania match, you guys. Strap in. Mark is so angry right now. It's going to be fantastic. Okay, 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 come on, let's move. <laughs> I, w I kind of wanted to see how long you'll keep doing this, but I also know you'll just keep doing it. So I'm just going to cut it off. 
and plow ahead. Do you have any thoughts before we, we just keep going? I know, I mean, I can kind of get a general impression, but... I mean, to be fair, this wasn't the worst thing that happened on the show. <laughs> I'm glad you said that. You We've already talked a, about that. You struck a theme that will come up a couple times in this episode, and I am I'm more excited to do this now that I've heard your reaction. So, look, the worst. Okay, we we already did an episode on the worst thing that happened on the show, and again, Harris graced us with this piece of loveliness. Yep. Um, yep. The the the. Uh, the the bottom of the show of of a not good WrestleMania at all, and I blame Some one million percent. I don't percent. think it is, but it's up there. It's probably not the worst, but it's definitely in the bottom ten. It's in the bottom group for sure. Mm-hmm. And the reason primarily is because of Dwayne freaking Johnson. I blame him mm. solely for this show being as bad because this was the first big return of The Rock for the first time and since like two thousand and three or, or four or whenever it was that he left he had never done anything and then came back for this wrestlemania build and then he was the host and it was a big deal and so wwe was like oh we have the rock what else are we doing on the show doesn't matter we have the rock and that's the way the show was booked and so it was a piece of garbage and i blame <laughs> him and I, I i hate everything the rock did and everything that he's come back into wrestling with ever since and i will always hold a grudge against the rock because of that WrestleMania and him ruining it for me and everyone else at that show. But okay. anyway, that's okay. not even the worst part of the show. The worst the worst part of the show we already talked about was uh, Michael Cole and Jerry Lawler. Um, yeah, we've done a whole episode about this. If for some reason, like we talked about it even last week, but if for some reason you, you didn't get a chance to catch that episode. Yeah. This was the year, not even the year. I mean, it was like the, the end of a year-long like build. The WWE decided that their play-by-play commentator should be the most irritating person on the planet. Yeah, what a great idea. How could that possibly not work? So for every great storyline or good storyline or just sort of okay storyline, any interest you might have was pretty much immediately canceled out by the fact that the man talking to you was just the worst. Yeah, it was bad. for a great majority of this show, but also all of the build to this show— Michael Cole is running around being obnoxious and being a very good heel, which we touch on in the episode, but it's too much. Like, no, it's no, to no, the no, point no, 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 you lie. He is not okay. being a good heel at well, all. Well, now we see, I'm just, I'm trying to move on so we don't have to rehash this entire thing. Right, right, He right. makes you hate him, which is the job of the bad no, guy. No, no, he doesn't. No, he doesn't. Saturated. He doesn't make me hate him. He makes me hate everyone in the back and makes me want to change the channel, right. which is not but what you reason, want. Right, but that's because they decided to have him in literally every waking second of the show. True. So I'm just saying it's it's a fault of a lot of people. True. But you know how in the last in last week's episode and discussing all of this, you said, well, at least for this feud with Cody Rhodes and Rey Mysterio, they started it early. Right. You know, they not did. a week out. It was it was almost weeks. a month. It was just about a month, which again isn't quite as early as you would normally want. But uh, well, actually, no. They they started this feud technically in January when uh, that that right. feud we talked about when Cody. Right hit Rey Mysterio in the face. So, so mm-hmm. you know, it had a few months of build. Right. So this has three weeks of build. I'm just going to spoil it for you now. Um, yeah, not, not one week out, but three weeks out. Three weeks out from WrestleMania. So this brings us to March 14th. And um, the first we hear about this, they might have, like, dropped a name once or twice in the show, but the first time you see Snooki is like three quarters of the way through the show and believe it or not i know this is just this is really shocking um she got in a fight with somebody and i don't say that as like a knock on snooki i don't know anything about snooki but you have to admit there's something about like yeah reality star on kind of a show where hold on hold on is being hold on yeah. harris i think we need to clarify something explain to anyone listening mm-hmm. who doesn't know who mm-hmm. is snooki Man, how do you? First of all, everyone knows who Snooki is. How do you begin uh, that to is explain? not true. There are plenty. I'm sure there's plenty of people Snooki. that do not know who Snooki is because of her massive relevance so to today. So there's ah, that's true, man. We're old, aren't we? We are. So there was a show called Jersey Shore way back when we were masterpiece, wee babies in masterpiece high of television. 
goodness. I can, see, here's the thing. I never like watched it. I didn't follow it that much. So she's the only thing I know from the show. But it <laughs> involves, you know, these, uh, I believe the, the slang term is Guido, you know, these very like sort of Italian American, very tan, dark haired looking people that go out on the. Zack Ryder was a big fan. Yeah, yeah, sort of like Zack Ryder, <laughs> but like Zack Ryder is sort of a parody of these people. Right. So imagine a Zack Ryder who takes himself completely seriously. And then imagine there's eight of them, and then they just go out and drink. And that's Jersey Shore, like every episode. That's kind of – yeah. Am, am I right? I mean that – Yeah, pretty much. Am I missing anything? So the – Okay, hold on. That, that, that reminds me of, funny, of a funny uh, Seinfeld line, <laughs> which I don't know if you've heard because I know, I know you're a big Seinfeld fan. I'm assuming you're a big Seinfeld fan. I have no I, idea. I am. I'm a not. fan, but I haven't like seen every episode. So fair. I don't yeah. Know yeah. What fair fair enough. Say. Fair enough. I mean, I mean um, but anyway, <laughs> there's an episode where Jerry and I don't even remember who he's talking to. He, he he's talking. He's probably with George and he's talking about George is like talking about like a dream he had or something or and he's like, it reminded me of, you know, that episode of the Twilight Zone, you know, the one where the guy you know, didn't know he was dreaming and then weird stuff happened. And then he woke up and realized it was all a dream. And he's like, yeah, which one was that? He goes, I don't know. It's pretty much all of them. Yeah. Like that, that, that's what that makes me think of when you, yeah. <laughs> you describe the Jersey shore, what happened? Yeah, well, they right. went out drinking and they, they, they hated the other one and they got into a fight inside the yeah. house. And then someone had to right. console the other one while the other one was over here. It's like, Oh, which one was right. that? Nah, it's pretty much all of them. It's just aggressively like, loud and kind of trashy like not so trashy that they can't put it on television but there's just this undercurrent of kind of trash throughout the whole thing and anyway the poster child the star of the show and kind of the mascot for it all was this woman called Snooky, which sounds like a i don't know what that sounds like but really weird pseudonym mascot i feel like is the right word you know she stands <laughs> about four foot eight of of all the spray tans she is the spray tanniest and, you know, just like the most kind of out there, a lot of, lot of personality, a lot of sass, you know, you can sure. kind of imagine in a small package, was the breakout star of the show. And, I mean, she's the only person from it that I can still name to this day. <laughs> and she's the only one that's ever had a WrestleMania match so far. So, you that's know, true. that's kind of all you need to know. I, but I think, you know, you can go watch it if you want to. I'd do not endorse anything that happens on that show. No. I don't endorse you watching it, but you know, just throwing it out there. I'm not your, I'm not your dad. So anyway, this is the, this is the era where Vince is like desperately trying to bring celebrities on board sort of, but really, I don't know. Like he's only half heartedly doing it. Like they're just there to hawk their new project for a week and then leave sort of thing. And Snooki, believe it or not, has gotten into a fight backstage um, with Vicky Guerrero. So based on everything I just told you about Snooki and everything you know about reality TV shows in general and everything you know about wrestling in general and everything you know about Vicky Guerrero in general, that's probably the least surprising thing on the planet that she got into a confrontation with Vicky Guerrero. Oh, jeez. That's what Vicky Guerrero getting in a fight with Snooki equals. See, I don't think that's entirely fair because Vicky Guerrero never gets silence. People do not like Vicky Guerrero, and they have never been afraid to show it. If for some reason you aren't familiar with her work, I, she's just the worst. Uh, like, now, I, could, I'm not going to lie. She she always got huge reactions, and I'll give, I'll give her all the credit. Now, I always change the channel, but other people would, <laughs> would boo, so that's fine. Like, if you could imagine the sound of fingernails scraping on a chalkboard like made flesh it's vicky guerrero this is normally the time when i'd pull up a clip of something so that people would get what we're talking about but i don't even want to hear it so i'm excuse not. me oh geez. thanks harris good for her man yeah yeah so they get in a little you know little bit of a scuffle and um you know vicky vicky is tremendously jealous um because snooki coincidentally is going to appear on the cover of Rolling Stone. Wow. And they very helpfully, like, you know, show you a copy of the cover and exactly what it's going to look like in the name, whatever. And Vicky says, you think you're so great because you were on the cover of Rolling Stone? 
I was offered the cover of Playboy. And Snooky kind of looks up for a second and says, okay, well, it must have been the centerfold because you couldn't fit all that on one page and kind of looks up and down because, you know, Vicky Guerrero doesn't look like your typical wrestler. She's not in great shape. I, I almost played the cricket sound again, but I didn't. You see, you don't have, you just, it's kind of overkill. Well, very helpfully at this point, Snooky's backstage. She's hanging out with John Morrison, which is like that, that fits, you know, that seems pretty in character for both of them. Sure, it does. To be friends. And John Morrison at this point, very helpfully, goes, burn! Like, just <laughs> off screen, like he's Kelso in an episode of that 70s show. <laughs> just in case you didn't get it, you know, and Vicky tries to go for the slap uh, really slowly, and Snooky just expertly catches it, does that thing where she swats it away with her left hand, and just, wham, just lays her out with her right hand. There we go. Slaps her right across the face. And then she and John Morrison laugh and walk away, and Vicky freaks out, and Dolph has to, like, hold her back. <laughs> yeah, you forgot to we mention, talk- this is right during the time when Dolph Ziggler was with Vicky Guerrero. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. No, they Which have we talked all about like- that in the Zack Ryder episode. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's all overlapping, man. It's it all is. Time, is, <laughs> time is a flat circle. Well, then we cut back to a breathless Michael Cole, who's just, like, way too excited about this thing that just happened, and he says... He says this, and I wrote it down because I wanted to make sure you know that I have this verbatim. Okay. Star of the hit reality series, The Jersey Shore, and best-selling author Snooki is on her way. Um, Yay. So a couple things with that. Number one, well, I guess number one, she's there. She's not on her way. She's in the building. We just saw her in the locker room. She's She's there. Uh, number two, this is the main thing. Show's not called the Jersey Shore. It's not. It's it's Jersey Shore. And I know that doesn't <laughs> sound like a big deal, but he literally like emphasizes it. He's like in the hit reality series, the Jersey Shore. Like you haven't even the it's the, not hard, the man. My, like, uh, Michael, the Jersey Shore is a place, not not a show. Yeah, right. And she's. Not, I don't. I don't think they like her there for real because she kind of gave them a bad reputation. I could be wrong about that. <laughs> this show's just called Jersey Shore. But number three, the final point, best-selling author Snooky. Now listen, I don't doubt that there are like some numbers you could point to or, you know, like a list or a name somewhere that would like say, okay, technically we can't sue you for misleading us with that claim. I, I believe that. But I think Snooky is a best-selling author in the same sense that like Glenn Jacobs was Diesel for a minute. <laughs> like, yeah, that's technically you can say that, but we all know it's not true, and we're kind of insulted that you would even try. You know, that's, kind of, <laughs> that's my takeaway from that point. And you know, Michael Cole goes on to say, you know, don't go anywhere. It's live tonight. It's coming up. So, surely enough, uh, just two segments later, you know. Um, she comes out to the ring. And here's the thing, Mark. This is where this episode is about to get really interesting because she's not bad. Like, she's not. I'm, this isn't going to be an episode where I'm like, this is the worst thing I've ever seen. Like, spoiler alert. She's she's pretty good at what she's asked to do. Like, you, you can tell she's gotten – it's not what I would want to see in pro wrestling. Let me, let me say that off the top. But <laughs> you have to have – like, genuinely – you have to have a certain amount of charisma like to really take off as a reality TV show star. Sure. And obviously like that's that's not the kind of stuff that I watch, but I think But Harris it is more... cuz that's basically what WWE well, is like right. 90% well, I'm of the time. That. I was about to say like there is a lot more in common between the Jersey Shore and WWE than fans of either one would really like to admit. There's more that's they're, basically, the the WWE is closer to the Jersey Shore than any other form of any other medium, and that includes every sport. That, like it is closer yeah. to an MTV reality show than anything else. Right, and in a week, like when Vince says he's in the entertainment business, this is where you see those lines blurring, and it works because, like I said, when you see. Snooky backstage getting in a fight with Vicky Guerrero hanging out with you know John Morrison you're like yeah 
it works. You know, it's not this weird cognitive dissonance that you have with some of the other guest stars. You're like, this feels this feels like a crossover, but like one that works. You know what I mean? This is like watching Spider-Man show up in the Avengers. It doesn't feel completely out of place. And it kind of works. Like, as Snooki's making her way to the ring, you can tell, like, she knows, she understands this. She knows how to play the character of Snooki. She's got, like, a certain level of innate charisma, and she knows how to, like, play to a crowd. You can just tell, because you've seen so many episodes where guest stars are just, like, wooden. A lot of times because they're, like, Hollywood actors, full stop, and they don't know how to kind of overplay to a live crowd like you have to in wwe yep she knows how to do that she's doing like you know as she makes her entrance one they got the jersey shore theme song as her theme song so it really fits i can't i'm not gonna play it because i don't think i have the sound quality for it but like again you hear it and you're like well yeah like this yeah this makes sense you know this works and She's, you know, she's pumping up the crowd. She's nodding. She's waving. She looks like she belongs, like Jimmy. All right, I think this is it. Yeah, this is it. Anyway. You know, and <laughs> and then she gets to the ring, and you get, like, they use her really well because they get her out to the ring, but they're clearly like, listen, we know what we're dealing with here. Give her a quick promo and get her out of there. So she, you know. She really does. She's like, thank you for being here. I've been looking forward to it all week. And I'm really excited to see my girl Trish Stratus hit, you know, Vicky Guerrero in her fat mouth. And you know how last week we talked about cheap heat? And, you know, sometimes you recognize it, but it still works. This is like the opposite of that. This is like a cheap pop where you're like, you don't even know who either of those people are. <laughs> but I respect you for trying. Like, you're enthusiastic. And, you know, you're really going for it. And I appreciate that. Like, it works. <laughs> and she, you know, she makes her way off to the, um, to ringside. It's not really clear why she's at ringside, except that, you know, she's the guest star. And I guess that's for this match, because she's friends with Trish Stratus, whatever. The and The reason that this works better than it has any right to, Partially, like I said, she's got a certain level of like the right charisma you need to work in pro wrestling because it's a very similar genre to what she does. But number two, she is playing off of, like we've already said, the two worst people in wrestling history, Vicky Guerrero and heel Michael Cole. Mm. So when you cut back to them, you're like, man, Snooki's amazing. I want to see more of her. <laughs> like she, she, cut, she finishes cutting her promo. It's it's not quite crickets. Like, nobody's crazy about this, but they're all like, okay, you know, they're playing along, whatever, fine. She gets out of the ring. Michael Cole, at, this is the point where he's holed up in his own little, like, plastic cell that he calls the coal mine to oh, keep yes. Jerry Lawler from just murdering him. Oh, yes. And he's like, maybe I should invite her into the coal mine. And there's like, <laughs> you know, three seconds of dead air where you're just like, why are you the way that you are, Michael Cole? <laughs> Good Lord. Okay. And then Vicky Guerrero comes out and once again, you know, you're just like, man, I miss when Snooki was talking a minute ago because she's a lot better at this. <laughs> oh, and boy. they start having a match. You know, she's fighting Trish Stratus. There's some storyline about like she she has to win a match in order to get rehired because Vicky got fired because she's the worst. I don't know. You forgot only- to mention that this is like the return of Trish Stratus as well. See, I didn't know that because it's not really being emphasized here. Yeah, like she has not been around for years <laughs> at this point. It, it like See, it ha- it's not like as long as all oh, the rock since 2004. It's not like that long, but right. it's been a while. I'm really glad you pointed that out cuz I just started watching like on the episode where I knew Snooki showed up and this has not been commentated on. So, like I'm glad you pointed that out cuz yeah. I would not have known. Um, Again, that was the only redeeming quality about this, but it wasn't enough for me to not get food. (laughs) So they start having a match. Um, It's not a great match, believe it or not, between, you know, a little, you know, getting getting old Trish Stratus and Vicky Guerrero. There's a story to it. The story is that Vicky very quickly loses one of her shoes and then tries to use the other one as a weapon. That's the story of this five star match. Um. At some point, Dolph comes running out to try and run interference because, you know, they're friends. And then John Morrison comes running out to fight him. And then Lay Cool comes out. 
Now, oh, Mark, yes. I know nothing about this tag team oh. other than <laughs> their names and their tag team name. So it's Michelle McCool yes, and Layla. Is. Together they are Lay Cool. It's sort of a Voltron situation. Do you know any – you care to give us a primer on them? Uh, they became a heel tag team in the Divas mm-hmm. division. And, mm-hmm. I mean, that was that was really it. To be honest, I mean they they didn't do a ton. Both both are pretty good workers, especially for the divas uh, era. So because of that, that that was basically your downfall during that time. If you were a woman who could actually wrestle a little bit, they were like, mm-hmm. okay, great, we'll make you the heel and prop up the the other one who we want to push. That, right. That's that's kind of the way it worked. Um, Interesting. Yeah. So like Michelle McCool was was pretty good. Obviously, she's the wife of the Undertaker. In mm-hmm. uh, in real life, and uh, Layla was pretty underrated. Layla has a pretty actually uh, pretty decent fan base. There's a lot of people that like that like Layla. I didn't really care about okay. either of them there, but they were fine, and they were okay. Fine heel tag team. They were made to do a lot of really stupid stuff during this mm-hmm. time period. Well, so. I'm glad you. So to be honest with you, I know like I knew the individuals involved. I don't I don't know which one is which and I didn't make a huge effort to find out because I was kind of focusing on other stuff doing this research. So if I don't know which one is which at any point, Michelle McCool is the tall blonde one. But they come running out to make the the counter counter save because they've been feuding with Trish Stratus for a while, apparently. And they they beat up Trish Stratus. It's a no DQ match, so it's not thrown out. You know, that's the whole reason it was a no DQ match so they could run this angle. And all three of them, you know, they throw Vicky Guerrero on top of Trish's prone, lifeless body, stack up on top of her. Vicky wins the match. She's reinstated to WWE. And, you know, hooray, the crowd is the crowd's going wild, you know, and not really. It's just it's kind of there. It's not quite crickets, but, you know, it's just there. And immediately after this, they, they turn and they focus their attention on Snooki, who is, you know, proclaimed herself to be friends with Trish they get along so they immediately start running their mouth to her and one half of Lay Cool you know slides out of the ring and kind of squares up you know stands over Snooki and Mark God bless this crowd they try to start a let's go Snooki chant and I'm not kidding (laughs) oh I love it right you're like all right good you know like cool look that's the thing man 2011 crowds that's one thing we've talked about which i don't think i mentioned enough during last week's cody rhodes episode the crowd makes noise most of the time like they're really going for it with a lot of these angles that's the thing you're seeing stuff you hadn't seen i mean they would you know what i mean they would actively boo cody they would actively cheer Rey mysterio like the crowd was not silent in 2011 yeah yeah and it's like it's not deafening, don't get me wrong. Like they're not hot for this, but they're willing to play along, which is huge. <laughs> oh yeah. And more than I expected of them, frankly. They're like, "All right, yeah, whatever, let's get into it," you know. So they're square, you know, one half of Lay Cool is squaring up to Snooky, all 4 foot 8 of her and she's just looking, you know, she looks like a child. I mean, she's just dwarfed by this pro wrestler. And the woman shoves Snooky back into her seat and ringside. And Snooki doesn't even hesitate, just boom, tackles her, just drives her straight to the ground. And you're like, whoa, <laughs> Snooki's wild. But also, again, you're like, yeah, this kind of works like this fits. I'm not saying that, like, she looks like she's great, like she's a natural pro wrestler. But when you take into account the fact that she's a total novice who is, like, given the responsibility to get sort of physical, like she looked, it's not bad. It's really not considering like the level of experience she has. It works, you know, like in kayfabe of both Jersey Shore and WWE, you're like, well, yeah, she's a scrappy little devil. This this works, you know, it's not the worst celebrity scuffle you've ever seen. So she tackles one half of Lake Cool, climbs into the ring, goes sprinting off after the other half of Lake Cool. Trish Stratus has made her way back to her feet at this point. And they both start beating down the other women left in the ring. It's the other half of Lay Cool and Vicky Guerrero. And the segment ends with John Morrison, Trish Stratus, and Snooki standing tall. <laughs> and again, watching this, you're kind of like, well, yeah. <laughs> like, it works. <sighs> kind of like, it's dumb. But the, the other great celebrity guest star, you know, Hugh Jackman, 
he's just such a cool badass guy that like when he punches Dolph Ziggler, you're like, well, yeah, like in the fictional kayfabe we've established here, that makes sense. Right. That's fine. You know, you're into it. <laughs> so I'm kind of into this. And Vicky, you know, kind of rolls out of the ring and licks her wounds and announces that, you know, she's challenging them to a six man, ma- you know, a three on three match at WrestleMania. And Snooki grabs the mic and basically says, like, yeah, let's do it. And I'm like, okay, this is great. Like, this is insane. But it's certainly, like you said, it's it's far from the worst thing I've seen on this episode of Raw. Like, 100%. This is pretty okay, you know? And I don't know. They don't overdo it. This whole segment's over in probably, like, seven minutes, like, start to finish, if not less than that. And... You know, we're we're chugging right along the road to WrestleMania. So a few weeks later, we take a week off from the Snooki. There's too much stuff going on with, you know, The Miz and Heel Michael Cole and The Rock and Cody Rhodes. So we come back to Go Home Show the week before WrestleMania. And I say, yeah, guys, you know, last time we saw Snooki come into Trish's world here in a WWE ring. This week, we see Trish go to Snooki's world. And they're out at the Jersey Shore. And it just cuts to, you know, <sighs> Snooki and Trish Stratus at a bar somewhere, just, like, hanging out. And, like, again, I get that this is not, like, what you and I want to see our pro wrestling be, but it it kind of works. Like, in its own way, by its own logic, you're like, well, yeah, I guess it does make sense to see Snooki in her natural habitat. And she does look, she looks like, she doesn't look awkward or out of place like a lot of guest stars do. She's doing the same, like, Snooky character getting drunk at a bar that she's done a hundred times before and they're just kind of going back and forth and i think it's josh matthews the other play-by-play guy is trying to interview them it doesn't work because they're literally at a bar like you can't (laughs) hear them that well and like guys keep walking up to them and trying to hit on them and they're like get out of here you idiot we're doing a tv interview and like running them (laughs) off and he's trying to ask him you know so has trish been training you and how's that going and Snooky's just talking that trash like she was born to do it. she's like yeah you know she showed me a couple moves and we're gonna kick butt at wrestlemania and you're like again this isn't good but like i feel like she knows how to do this you know this is not new to her and we're not asking her to do anything out of her comfort zone and it's interesting to see that like it, it really is again I, I keep harping on this but like the kayfabe of a reality show is so easily folded into wwe and like a good reality show performer can just turn it on at any given time. So it, it doesn't not work. There's no like world breaking moment here. Like there is when, you know, like you're trying to watch certain other guest stars who aren't that good at it. Talk about wrestling and you just know, they don't know what they're talking about. Right. You know what I right, mean? Like yeah. the jackass guys were guest stars one episode and it's like, Oh, that's kind of fun. Cause they can do some rowdy stuff. But like, you know, they don't, I don't think they watch the show. If they do like <laughs> their style of performing, doesn't translate to pro wrestling Snooki's does like to her credit at least to wwe pro wrestling yes correct no that's a fair that's a that's a great point and we'll get back to that in just a little bit but so lay cool shows up at the bar they've tracked them to the bar now i'm not clear the show's in chicago i'm not clear if they're at a bar in chicago if they're back at jersey and if that's the case, the idea that Lay Cool stalked these two all the way to Jersey is pretty great. It's never really addressed. <laughs> One of them kind of taps Snooky on the shoulder, interrupts their interview. And <laughs> you kind of think, like, I'm expecting some sort of, like, WCW sort of, like, spin the wheel, make the deal, like, promo <laughs> fight or something, you know? I wish. And she, she just turns around and she's like, so who have we got here? And Snooki, immediately, before she can get another word out, she's like, what have we got? And Snooki threw her drink in her face, tackled her to the floor, and is just beating the crap out of her. At least we're just getting to it. Like, instantly. That's kind of the whole feud, honestly. That's this whole episode, I'm, I'm, you know. And the whole, every aspect of this feud. Right, exactly. She's like, listen, we're not going to sit here and talk. I just, I know you, you're here to talk smack, I'm not having it. And again, very in character for my perception of Snooki as a character, and also it works. Because you're kind of expecting it to be like sort of a hokey wrestling bar fight. 
and it's it feels like a reality show bar fight like the way it's shot the way it's produced there's a lot of like censorship noises in the background like you can tell people in the background are like oh shoot you know like cussing up a storm watching <laughs> these two women just throw down you know Snooky's tiny but she's fighting like a devil she's tackled this woman is like sitting on her head raining down punches and trish drags her off it feels like an episode of jersey shore it doesn't feel like an episode of raw and again i understand that that's not like what we typically like in our pro wrestling but it's a really interesting and like surreal blending of the two, like to see them flip gears like that and see how well one crosses over with the other. Well, in terms of, you know, like seamlessly, whether you find it entertaining or not, I just thought it was super interesting. And Trish drags Snooki away. She's dragging her away. And it's just it's just like a bar fight. It's just like a street fight. Snooki's like WrestleMania, you know, and like cussing her out and getting dragged off and the segment ends and you're just like, okay, you know, again, maybe that's not everyone's cup of tea. Maybe you don't want sports entertainment in your wrestling show, but this is far from the worst thing I've seen all night. And it's far from the worst thing I'll see at this WrestleMania because yes, it's time. What could possibly follow up CM Punk, Randy Orton, Cody Rhodes, Rey Mysterio, Undertaker, Triple H, Mark, what could possibly follow that up? Uh, Mar- mania. No way. Uh, oh, mania. You beat me. I was going to say Mark going to get food. Running wild. I know. Well, listen, I don't – watching this at home, doing this research, I was like, this is either going to be the first match on the show or it's going to be like right after all of the good stuff to let everyone go pee before the main event. Mm-hmm. Yep. <laughs> and that's exactly what it is because they're not stupid. Well – again. I get that it's not your thing. I get that it's not a lot of people's thing. That's the perfect place to put this match. Yes, it is. is, This is what matches like this exist for. And clearly you got to, you know, you got to go relieve yourself and maybe buy some more food and just be ready to watch the greatest WrestleMania main event of all time. Oh, yeah. So the, the great thing about watching this match, and it's brief, like everything else in this feud, it's brief, is that. As we've already mentioned, like Michael Cole, the announcer, was a bad guy at this point, a terrible one. And he was even worse in the weeks leading up to this match because he was having his own match at this show, which, of course, he just lost horribly. But he won. Well, right. But like, you know, he got beaten to the point (laughs) where he was not calling the rest of the show. Right. Which means we get to see. The Snooky WrestleMania match mm-hmm. called by the all-time great lineup of Jerry the King Lawler and JR. Yep. And it's amazing. Like, we were talking about this, I think, last week, how insufferable the show was to watch while Michael Cole is on it. It's pretty this rough, is the yeah. complete opposite. It's incredible. It's almost worth the entire Michael Cole storyline just so we can hear Jerry the King Lawler being like, hey, JR, I know you're a big fan of Jersey Shore, right? Just poking <laughs> him. Like, you can hear the glee in his voice. It doesn't cut to them, because why would it? He's like, yeah, you're a big fan of Snooky, right? You like Snooky, JR? I'm not going to lie. JR having to commentate on the abysmal WWE things over the years is definitely one of the highlights of the abysmal WWE things over the years. Right. Well, it's they have such a good chemistry. It's just very fun. He's like, you like Snooky, right? You like Snooky. And he thinks for a second, he says, I love her low center of gravity. <laughs> <laughs> he doesn't know what else to say, but he's like, this little Oompa Loompa woman is very short. So I guess we'll comment on that. It's just such a weird, <laughs> weird call. So, <laughs> yeah, like I said, like everything else, it, it's short. It's about four minutes. Uh, it starts with Trish and one member of Lake Cool, and they kind of fight into the turnbuckle, they do some sort of spot where they both flip out of the ring. And then Dolph and John Morrison get into the ring because it's a mixed tag match. And then they they fight and they do some crazy spot, you know, where Johnny Morrison dives off the turnbuckle and knocks Dolph out of the ring and they both crash to the floor. And then Snooki takes the ring. She does this crazy, like, back handspring butt bump. Oh, I remember it well, Harris. It is seared into my, it's like seared into my mind. Dude, she's devastating. She's like Goldberg. She just hits that one move and you're done. It's incredible. Yeah, it, it ain't no spear, but yeah. <laughs> Drives her back into the turnbuckle, knocks her to the ground, does another little back handspring flip sort of thing, lands on top of her, 
And one, two, three, Snooki's undefeated with a devastating sequence. I'm kind of shocked watching this match. I thought they wouldn't let her get the pin. I thought they would do that thing where she gets like a little bit of action and like slaps somebody outside of the ring and then like the actual pro wrestler pins somebody. Right. You know, like Trish Stratus pins somebody. No, not the case. They gave it to Snooki, which. Okay, so they literally have Trish Stratus in a WrestleMania thing, and mm-hmm. you don't even remember that she's in there, and they have her do absolutely nothing, and mm-hmm. it's shocking. See, I didn't realize this was like sort of a big comeback or like a comeback year at least for her, which I understand why everyone hates this match a little bit more now if that's the case. But again, and I'll just sort of I'll sort of segue into my conclusion here. I had fun watching this. It's I, I get that it isn't like what we want to see in 2011 in the world of pro wrestling. Mm-hmm. This is the best case scenario in terms of Vince McMahon's idea of sports entertainment and celebrity crossover and all of that. And like bringing in a celebrity to try and get new fans. I don't know how well that worked or at least to like give us something weird. Give us something wacky. Give us something fun. I enjoy stuff like that in my wrestling and she did a good job. Like, she isn't as good as Stephen Amell or Hugh Jackman. That's true. I think those are, like, the gold standard, you know? She's not quite there. But it's a B-level, like, guest appearance. Not in terms of the booking. If you don't like the booking, I get it. As somebody who didn't know a lot about, like, any of these other people, what they could have potentially had going on, I saw somebody who is normally not in WWE, like, get picked up, dropped from a different universe, and pull it off. That's the thing. Like, she's... She is for the novice that she is, she was good at what they asked her to do. It's fun for me to watch, and I wish if they're gonna try to do celebrity crossover, it would be more stuff like this. It would be people who have natural charisma in situations where you need it, like reality TV. I know that's not everyone's cup of tea. You probably disagree too, but like strongly, I would watch the heck out of Rusev feuding with Chrisley from Chrisley Knows Best. I would wa- I would love that. If it was like this, if it wasn't taking up a lot of TV time and it was like a dumb, fun, seven-minute schmoz at a pay-per-view, I l- that's the kind of nonsense that I'm here for, man. I would enjoy that quite a bit, and I kind of wish, like, I understand why Vince McMahon's broken brain thinks this can work. It doesn't always work. When it misses, it misses way harder than it hits. But I, I get it. Now, I, I know how you feel about this, and I'll let you talk, but I just want to close with this because I think you'll find it funny. She has a great – you know how I said, like, Snooki is a best-selling author in the same way that oh, yeah. <laughs> Glenn Jacobs is Diesel? Like, I get right. it. Well, on her, on her Wikipedia page, it does say, like, reality TV star, dancer, author, pro wrestler, which is – just lovely (laughs) and you cut down you know to the wwe paragraph and it's only a paragraph shout out to wikipedia that made this week very easy for me and it ends with this and it's probably one of the funniest sentences i've ever read and i just want to talk about it for a second on the december 12th 2011 episode of raw she was awarded the wwe 2000 slammy award for A-lister of the year, which... <laughs> that, oh, that's great. Hang on, let's pause. Let's dissect this for a second because I'm not done. But that's funny because what I feel like is a fun kind of silly moment that is okay for just being a fun silly moment, WWE is proving that they don't know what they're doing because they're trying way too hard to get people to like them. That's what WWE is in the pop culture world. They're like that snotty little kid at school. He's like, hey, fellas, wait up. You know, like that's what they're doing. Mm -hmm. They're like, Snooki is clearly like people watch Jersey Shore. So we got to keep pushing Snooki. Got to get it out there because she's cool and we're going to be cool. So let me finish this sentence. Let me read it again and just tell you where WWE falls in the pecking order. On December 12th, 2011 on Monday Night Raw, she was awarded the 2011 A-Lister of the Year Slammy Award, which she accepted via satellite. Yay! Taking you a page even from Dwayne. get her back in the building. Now, Mark, I did a little research. I think I will do a grab bag episode on the Slammies one day because this is incredible. Just reading this Wikipedia page, 
The other people nominated for the award this year for A-lister of the year were uh, CeeLo Green. Don't know him. Don't care about him. Hugh Jackman, understandably. Sure. Should have won. Should have won. He was uh, the best one. One million percent. But understandably, didn't think they could get him back in to accept <laughs> the award right. via live or satellite or the Muppets. You couldn't have got the Muppets to come accept your Slammy Award. That's Again, very disappointing. We've talked about can... we've talked about that episode of Raw as well because that was the first Raw I was ever in attendance for. Yeah, Halloween 2011, yeah. the yeah. Muppets guest hosting, yeah. and it was surprisingly fantastic. It's pretty great, right? It's pretty. It's pretty. It's pretty it is so, very entertaining. So again, like. I don't think it's completely unreasonable that Snooki is in that company. Like, I was entertained by watching this. I genuinely was. Your mileage may vary. Maybe don't go look it up if you feel like you would hate it. But it's so transparently obvious that they're just, like, begging for more attention by giving her this slammy. And that's just underscored by the fact that she accepts it via satellite, which I'm sure she filmed on her phone. (laughs) <laughs> like the day of the show it was just like hey guys thanks for the slammy bye yeah I love w. you know like that was all right it. hang on harris before you keep yeah. going i i have snooki's wikipedia page up here okay and i just want to talk about a couple of things oh okay hang on can i say one more sure thing sure sure we... uh, <laughs> another slammy one this year was Seamus, who won a Slammy for Outstanding Achievement in Muppet Resemblance. <laughs> <laughs> See, that's great. Because he looks like Beaker. It's I know, amazing. and that was one of the best parts of the Muppets thing, was the interaction was. with Seamus. It was great. It was. Okay, let's talk about Snooki's Wikipedia page. Okay, oh, ju- just go. a couple let's things. So, all right, under Awards and Nominations, there are oh, exactly, there are oh, exactly four things. <laughs> One of them, 2010 Teen Choice Awards Choice mm-hmm. TV Female Reality slash mm-hmm. Variety Star mm-hmm. and nominated. Mark, uh, 2011 nominated. Teen Choice Awards Choice mm-hmm. TV Female Reality slash Variety Star also nominated. She did not win either. Mm-hmm. In 2013, mm-hmm. she was nominated for a Razzie Award as Worst Screen Couple. Shared with, uh, and it says, <laughs> listen to this, any combination of two cast members from Jersey Shore. <laughs> that is incredible. But hold on. That says, that was not one either. But then in 2011, a WWE Slammy Award A-lister of the year was won by Snooki. The only thing she won was the Slammy Award. So glad that you pointed this out because I stopped after WWE. Yes, she has been nominated. Now this is Wikipedia. This is as definitive as it gets. Yes, this is it the is. 21st century truth right here. Snooki has been nominated for four awards in her life. Won none of them except for the WWE Slammy <laughs> Award for A-lister of the year. Oh man. That is incredible. Another thing I wanted to mention too that I saw on this. So you mentioned the, you know, the the author, the whole mm-hmm. thing of her being an author. Mm-hmm. Now, there's a little snippet here. So apparently she came out her book came out in uh, 2011 called A mm-hmm. Sure Thing, spelled S H O R E. And <laughs> this is a sentence that it has on here. Despite a promotional campaign that included appearances by Snooki on The View, The Ellen DeGeneres Show, Jimmy Kimmel Live, and The Late Show with David Letterman. The book was not a sales success. It sold approximately 9,000 copies in its first month, during which it accumulated 16 one-star customer reviews on Amazon.com. Now, the fact that they put a sentence talking about 16 one-star customer reviews is great. But then it says... Which is worse? But then it says, one publishing executive said the book sold poorly because rather than a tell-all, it was disguised as a novel. Yeah, okay. Oh, man. which Which is worse? First of all, I'm really, really glad we're going down this rabbit hole because I made that joke twice about Snooki being a best-selling author. Clearly not true. <laughs> no. Not even a little no. bit. 
They should have just called her a selling author, because that's that's technically accurate. Yes. But which is worse, the 9,000 total copies or 16 one-star reviews <laughs> for the star of a major television show? Uh, I'm not it's sure. 16, one, six. They could have given a copy of her book to everyone in attendance at Monday Night Raw, and it would have doubled circulation. Probably. <laughs> That's incredible. Well, but now to be fair, that. that that's just the first month of sales, so it probably sold more than that eventually. But I, how many more? Can't we have any more? I don't know. This is the other thing. She came out with two more books in October of the same year. She came out with another novel, mm-hmm. and uh, it it was it was it was marketed as a part memoir, part guide of how to quote Rocket Jersey style. The name of that novel, by the way, was um, Confessions of a Guidette. Yeah. That would be the uh, female term for Guido, which is a slang, you know, approximation of right. anyone from the Jersey Shore. That's – I just – that's important. It, yeah, it, yeah, it is. Um, so anyway, I just thought listen, that was very listen, funny. To her credit, she kept at it. She released another one the next year. Like this is clearly just something she likes doing. So sure. good for her. Sure, you know? sure, sure. Good for her. And then, an, and then another. Th- uh, go ahead. Mm-hmm. I'm shocked they didn't mention her book more because this was she was in WrestleMania in March of 2011. You would think that's like the push it. You know, they don't. They just you push her think. Rolling Stone magazine. But yeah, uh, well, the other thing about Trish Stratus, uh, her last appearance before this had been in 2009. But she kind of that was kind of, she <clears throat> she basically was done in 2006. And then mm-hmm. she made a, a couple of appearances from 2006 th- uh, to 2011. And the reason why she was back in 2011 is because she was a trainer on the revival of WWE Tough Enough that year. Which oh, is also right, going on right. through all this. That. And there was an mm-hmm. episode, I believe in the Zack Ryder one I did. It was either Zack Ryder one I did or the Cody Rhodes one I did. Where it had like the it was the finale of Tough Enough was on that same show. And so I remember that. That actually is a good. It's actually entertaining. That season of Tough Enough was entertaining. Me and my dad watched the whole thing, and it it didn't go anywhere. Not a single person came out of that, really, except for uh, Alicia Fox and huh. no, 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 not Alicia Fox. No, uh, who came out? There's a couple of someone came out of that, I think. So in some so small role, but anyway, this is, that doesn't mean anything. Now we're we're way off in the weeds, but this is my thing about Tough Enough. It's this is a weird thing where reality TV doesn't gel with wrestling because you're trying to find real life good pro wrestlers. Yep. In a reality show. Yep. Those two things don't over. I'm not talking about like a pro wrestling character. I'm talking about somebody who is good at wrestling. Right. Those two things do not overlap. The one season of Tough Enough was the revival season that I I really enjoyed because I recognized early on that this was not about finding a real good wrestler and they found some good wrestlers from that season, some great wrestlers actually, but none of them won because marks like me hijacked the voting every week. And we were like, Mandy Rose. Nope. Voting for Sarah Lee. Cause I like her. She seems cool. And she won the <laughs> whole show and it was awesome. It was incredible. Yeah. I, Mandy I, I Rose did not was on that, that show. Didn't win the dream. Velveteen dream was discovered on that show. Didn't win. <laughs> I never voted for him. Not one. Yeah, I never watched that. I never watched that show. The only tough I, enough I watched was the one from 2011. It was just it was just an entire season of internet smart marks whining about ZZ, the guy who ended up winning, and Sarah Lee, the girl who ended up winning, and just tens of thousands of stupid marks like me being like, no, nah, they seem cool. I like them, <laughs> and voting for them every week, even though it was clear they were never going to be pro wrestlers. It was a lot of fun. That I is enjoyed fun. it. That is pretty funny. I remember it fondly. And here's the thing about that show. Like, you can't get mad about it because any of the ones who are actually good, WWE signs. Right. You know? They're like, all right, Mandy Rose, you got voted off, but um, you got what we're looking for. You're on. You know? Yep. Like, they... <laughs> They pick up the good ones anyway. You're not missing out on it. Yeah, no, it was we the same way. I remember that about that uh, that 2011 one because I remember the very first girl who who was voted off the first week was signed to a developmental contract the next week, and we were what? all like, "What? She clearly was the worst." 
But and, like, and she's them, the one who was signed immediately. Right. Like for WWE, all of the scouting is done when they select the group. Right. And then once they've gotten to know you for a week or two, they can tell if you're, you know, talented enough to be a prospect or not. The rest of the show is just entertainment value. It's just ratings. That's all it is. They're mm-hmm. never going to base any decisions on anything like that. Yep. So I enjoyed it. That was fun. That's a good show. <laughs> anyway. Anyway, that's all I got. I'm really glad we went down this little rabbit hole there at the end. I'm I'm not, but it's fine. Mm-hmm. We we made it work. Did you know Snooki made her debut on a TV show called Is She Really Going Out with Him, where she played herself and her boyfriend was a real turd, and the whole show was like, "Wow, is she really going out with him?" That was it. I don't care. Okay, cool. Yeah, that's that's it. All right, <laughs> we'll let it die now, Mark. I've, I've pestered you long enough. Thank you. This is fun. I enjoyed this. If you want to see more Snooky content on Behind the Gorilla, if you can think of your favorite Snooky moments, tweet them to either our Twitter behind underscore Gorilla or at Marky Mark Brand. Either one. Yeah. That'll be that'll be great. I'll enjoy that quite a bit. Yeah, please, please do that. Uh, if you're Snooky and you're listening to this, why? Thank you. We make fun of people on the show a lot. It's not just you. If you want to do a phone interview where you just roast me for like two hours, there's precedent for that. No, there's not. <laughs> yeah, there's precedent for it. You don't have to do it if you don't want to. I'm just saying it wouldn't be the first time that's happened. That's that's fair. <laughs> that's all I got, man. I'm 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 done. I'll let it go. Take it away. Bye, guys. <laughs> Follow us on Twitter at behind underscore gorilla. Go and look at all our other episodes. I broke Mark, you guys. Subscribe on iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher, Spotify, everywhere else. Snooky Mania. Go do that. Uh, yeah, that's it. Put her in the Hall of Fame. Don't. Talk to you guys. I'm not sure when the next episode will be. We'll probably take a week off next week due to travel things. So we might be back the following week with a in-person show or we might not i, I don't know we'll, we'll have another show at some point i know that i just don't know when it's going to be or what <laughs> mark, it's going to be about mark will not let the show end on this now Rest nope nope so uh yeah just stick around and i will come up with something one day <laughs> thanks a lot for for sticking with us bye